being an officer not only is it important, but it comes with a huge amount of responsibility. It's a dangerous undertaking what we're doing as firefighters, and being an officer is even more dangerous if you're not training and demonstrating competency with those that are depending on you. Enchanted Sky Media. Media. Enchanted Sky Studios in Prescott, Arizona. This is Code 3, the Firefighters Podcast, hosted by award-winning journalist Scott Orr. Code 3 features interviews with leading members of the fire service, discussing firefighting strategies, tactics, and other topics you need to know more about. Now, here's Scott. That's right, and I will not let Parkinson stop me. Thank you for joining me again here on Code 3. You are listening to the show for and about firefighters. Let's get started. If you want to be an officer, it may come as a surprise to you that not everyone does. That may be a good thing. You probably also know that not everyone is cut out for the job. In a career department, it might be more attractive to be an officer because of the pay raise and other assorted perks that come with the job. But in a volunteer department, the reasons you might want to be promoted are different. There's definitely a need for good leaders, and if you think you could be one, then this episode is for you. Here to discuss becoming an officer in a volunteer department is Thomas Merrill. He has almost 40 years in the fire service, and he's a former chief of the all-volunteer Snyder Fire Department in Amherst, New York. He's also a fire commissioner for Snyder, and he's presented at FDIC. Tom runs his own podcast, the Professional Volunteer Fire Department. It can be found at blogtalkradio.com. He's also a fire dispatcher for the Amherst Fire Alarm Office. And Tom Merrill joins me now. Welcome to Code 3. Thank you. Glad to be here. Well, I imagine there are a lot of reasons that a volunteer firefighter might want to become an officer, but what are some good reasons? Well, I'll tell you what, becoming an officer is a choice that that some people decide to make. And when I say officer, I talk both sides of the administration, too, or both sides of the department. So often we think of officers as being on the firematic or operations side. And, you know, the volunteer fire service needs officers good officers on the administrative side as well. So when I talk to people about becoming an officer, I tell them, you know, think about being an officer because you want to do it for the right reasons. You don't want to do it out of spite for someone else. You want to do it because you have a true desire to serve and have something to offer your department. You want to contribute to your department. You want to help your department move forward. And you want to run on your own merit. You want to talk about what you can bring to the table. And as you're doing that, you don't want to give people a reason to question your motives or believe you have some sort of ulterior motive because you really want to exhibit behavior that is just really good behavior. And remember, you're always going to be watched and judged. And, but once you say, you know, I kind of am thinking about being an officer, they're going to be watching you a little bit closer. And it's certainly going to happen a lot more after you become an officer. So before you even decide to be the officer, I also like to tell people, you know, you volunteered to join your department. 
now you're volunteering to be an officer. And that means you're going to take on added responsibilities and you're going to want to work and learn how to work with, you know, different people in your organization. And you're going to make a commitment that you're going to do the job and you're going to be visible in the firehouse. And yes, your family comes first, your paid job comes first. But when you're volunteering to be an officer, you're saying that you want to do a little bit more. You want to be around more. You want to do more for your department. And you're saying you have the skills that are necessary to make it work. What kind of added time commitment are we typically talking about here? How much more time? Well, let's talk about in addition to going on emergency calls, which is every volunteer firefighter's main job, when you're on the operations side, as you start out as a young officer, maybe a truck officer, a lieutenant, let's say, you're in charge of maybe an apparatus. So you want to be up there once a week looking over the apparatus or what I used to tell my firefighters, anytime there was a significant incident where that apparatus was used, you're going to have to make the time to get up there and check it over. Yes, the crew might do that at the scene after or after the call, but as you want to own that truck and you want to go up and look it over as well. In addition to being in charge of a truck, you might be in charge of certain equipment. We have officers that are in charge of our hydraulic tools or the power saws. And then in addition to that, we have officers that have to run the social events, whether it's a community event, such as block parties or community events at a Home Depot or a Lowe's. We have officers that have to plan our fire prevention open house and the school tours. And then on, that's just the firematic or operation side, the uh, administrative side. Now, if you're the secretary, you've got to make time to type the minutes or do the correspondence. Now, you can do that at home, but you still got to make the time to get it done. If you're the president, you've got to be thinking ahead as to what's going on at the next meeting. You might have to be consulting the bylaws. So I can't put a time frame on how much extra time it is. It's just important to realize that when you become an officer, there's other duties, jobs, and responsibilities that you have to take care of. And you're saying, I've got the time management skills to make it work. In your experience, have you encountered people who say, I'd like to be a lieutenant or I'd like to be a captain. I've got some really good ideas. Then when they get the job, discover that there's more to it than just having good ideas. Absolutely. I mean, that that's, that has certainly happened, and, and those officers end up being honest with themselves and, and stepping down at some point, or the department sees it, and maybe the next cycle, a different officer gets appointed or elected. And so, so that can happen, and, and there's no harm done if somebody realizes three or four months in, oof, I bit off a little more than I can chew here. Maybe this isn't the right thing for me. But if we're upfront and honest with them ahead of time, and if they're observing officers that are doing the job and doing the job competently, they should be aware of that before they even step foot into the office. So what are the steps we should take to be selected as an officer? Well, first and foremost, just be a good person. Be of sound character. You know, I used to tell people that the confidence firefighters have in you as being a good officer doesn't start the minute you get appointed or doesn't start the minute the tones drop. It doesn't start the minute you run a monthly meeting or a board meeting. There's no on-off switch that, that you can 
suddenly switch on to have all the traits of a good officer. So it all starts ahead of time. So what can you do before stepping foot into the office? What can you do to better prepare? Be a doer in the firehouse. Don't be one of the many who seem to always say what we should do or what you should do. Be the one doing when it's possible and and when permissible, do things without having to be asked. Take on a project, serve on a committee, plan something, plan an event for your department. And you know what's important, Scott? Stick with it. Follow through from start to finish. Demonstrate that you're competent by effectively and adequately completing the project because nobody achieves success or accomplishes anything without some stumbling blocks without some people being naysayers or maybe some setbacks. But you gotta learn to put those distractions aside to accomplish whatever it is you're working on. So be known for doing things in the firehouse and be known for having the perseverance to see things through. You can also immerse yourself in department activities and ask questions and get to know the inner workings of your department. Know your role as a firefighter, whatever role you play. Some are scene support members, some are administrative side. Whatever it is you are doing in your fire department, know your role and get to be as good at it as you possibly can be. If you want to be an administrative officer, that's fantastic. Then get to know your bylaws. Get to know Robert's rules of order. If you want to be a fire officer, great. Make sure you're training and going to drills. Go to seminars. Read a lot. Learn as much as you can about being a fire officer. I have a joke I used to say to the guys. I still say, you know, know more about your department than you know about your iPhone that you're carrying in your pocket. Boy, that's a challenge. It sure is. But what you're doing as a volunteer firefighter is so important. But you know what? Being an officer, not only is it important, but it comes with a huge amount of responsibility. It's a dangerous undertaking what we're doing as firefighters. And being an officer is even more dangerous if if you're not training and demonstrating competency with those that are depending on you. And other things you can do ahead of time, you can demonstrate, this is huge, especially for the older members. And I've been in my department now for 38 years. Demonstrate your respect for those who came before, your proud traditions, your long established customs that maybe have been around for generations. Get to know your senior members. When, when members pass away, go to the wakes and the funerals. And even if you didn't know the person, you're still showing that you are a team player. You care about those who served before. You respect them. And, and it'll go a long way toward helping your reputation if and when you decide to become an officer. And that's where I was going next. It seems like those things are helpful to get the job, but it also seems like they help you gain support when you do get it. Absolutely. It's all going to help you gain support. And, you know, sometimes we got to be honest with ourselves, too. And so before you put your hand up in the air and, and say, I would like to run for office or before asking for that appointment, be honest with yourself. Look in the mirror. What is your reputation? Are you lazy? Are you a minimal contributor? Have you done very little in your firehouse in the few years or many years you've been in? Are you one of those point stealers who sneaks in at the last second all the time just to get credit for the call? How are you on the fire ground or at the emergency scene? Are you a freelancer or known as kind of a cowboy or a cowgirl on the fire scene? And 
The other important thing I look at, are you a good follower? As a firefighter, as a scene support member, whatever role it is, are you a good follower in your organization? Because you'll never develop into a good leader if you're not a good follower. So people are going to look at that. They're going to look at you. Are you engaged? Are you into the job? Are you working to make yourself a better firefighter? Are you representing our department well? Do you go about doing the job of firefighter, scene support member, whatever it is, in a positive manner? All of that, all of that will factor into the decision people make, whether they're going to appoint you, vote for you, whatever your process is. But be honest with yourself and look in the mirror. And you know what, Scott? It's never too late to change. All of us can always get better, no matter where we are in our fire service career. And if you need some help in any of those areas, start today. It's never too late to start. All right, we'll leave it there. Tom Merrill, thanks for being on Code 3 today. My pleasure, anytime. Thanks for having me. And we put some more information about what it takes to be an officer on our website at Code3Podcast.com slash get promoted. It's all one word, get promoted. Check it out. All right, that's it. That's all for this edition of Code 3. This time we talked about how to become an officer and what it really means to do that job well. If you are an officer, I'd like to hear what you think about the job is important to know and important to do. Also, is the job what you expected? Email me, scott at code3podcast.com. I will read your comments on a future show. Thank you for listening. I'll be back next time with more. I'm Scott Orr, and until then, stay safe. Code 3 is a production of Enchanted Sky Media. To contact us, get more information on today's topic, or subscribe to the podcast, go to Code3Podcast.com.